Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendyka. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I may Missing in action, the Whaleman once again. That's okay, we're actually shooting the show a little bit early. You guys are still here at the same time, but but boy, Mike over here, he's going up north for the week, so we had to shoot this show a little bit early. Thankfully, the sports world was nice enough to actually give us some new things to talk about. Thank the Lord. We're going to obviously talk about the Lions' new ownership change, kind of, sort of. We're also going to talk MLB season is officially returning. We got confirmation. 60 games, it's coming. We're going to do an NBA check-in. Some players are in, some players are out. We're also going to be talking NXT versus AEW, the two-week, two I guess it's a two-week marathon for the next couple weeks here. Yeah, Great sure. American Bash versus Fighter Fest. And we're also going to talk a little bit about the Red Wings, especially Mr. Ken Holland, the former GM, going to the Hall of Fame. Lots of stuff to talk about this week, guys. Uh, one of our more action-packed episodes over the last couple weeks. We appreciate you staying with us as we go through this this lull period. Hopefully we're actually going to get some new action to actually finally talk about, which will be yeah. nice. Um, but let's jump right in, Mike. The biggest news probably for Detroit sports fans, you know, football obviously dominates not only the show, but the entire United States for the most part. Mm-hmm. Anytime any football team does anything, it's a big deal. Um, the Lions have officially a new uh, majority owner, I guess is the best way to put it, Sheila Ford Hamp. Uh, the daughter of Martha Firestone Ford, who was the previous owner, um, is taking over. Martha is stepping down. She's 94, so, you know, put two and two together there. She's 94. Um, so uh, her daughter, who's been kind of already kind of been running the team a little bit anyway, has been kind of her number two under Martha, is officially taking over now. She's extremely excited about, you know, what that means, what that's going to entail, obviously. And I definitely, you know, and, and some people, let's just address this right now. Let's just address these people right away. The the Fords will never. The Fords need to sell the team, or else the Lions will never be good. Let's let's get that out of the way right now, Mike. In, in your opinion, does that have any merit whatsoever? That, in your honest opinion, will the Lions never win until the Fords sell the franchise? Um, I don't necessarily think so. Yeah. Um, I don't think the. Um, the owners necessarily have the biggest impact. Yes. I, they have all the impact in choosing who the head coach is. Yeah, and then and they have the GM, decisions right, right. And, all, sure. and the GM sure. and everything. For sure. But I think the owner getting rid of, like, changing ownership, I don't think directly corresponds to winning. Mm-hmm. I do think that there there is, like, the top tier from, like, the Patriots and the Dallas Cowboys, mm-hmm. where, like, obviously having the great owner and everything, mm-hmm. like, maybe sprinkles right. through a little bit. Right. But most owners aren't super involved. involved in their teams. Exactly. So I, I I look at more of the GM and the head coach and, and here's the thing, and I know that, you know, and you made a great point, right? The owners hire the GM, the owners then hire the GM to hire the head coach. I get that, right? But at the same time, let's not make the mistake here in thinking that the Ford family owns this football team just because they want to own a football team. That doesn't make any sense. Now, I, I'm not saying they have a great track record, clearly. Uh, as you can see, our trophy case is empty. We don't got nothing to show for it. But at the same time, it is ludicrous for me to think that, well, the Fords are the are the sole purpose why this franchise has not done well. Are they a contributor? factor yes have they have they not made moves like firing matt millen seven minute actually hiring matt millen but not firing him immediately yes right there are moves that they have made that obviously haven't made a lot of sense but i can say this for two things number one this last hiring cycle whether you agree with what bob quinn has done with this roster or not they went out and they did what every other team has done they hired a firm they hired ernie acorsi who was a respected mind the same guy who drafted eli manning and john elway and all these other great players they hired a guy that everybody in the nfl respects to hire bob 
Bob Quinn. They use Bob Quinn and that connection to hire Patricia. Like, all that stuff is what every other team in the league does. So whether you like this regime or not, and I definitely think we're going to get into this in a second, what this re- what this means for this current regime, I, I-, I think we got to give this a little bit of a chance. Have they done a great job? No. Has Martha done immensely better in three seasons than uh, her husband did? Yeah, because her husband was a dumbass. But at this point, I'm not going to judge the daughter just for for taking over because she's the daughter okay let's let's give this a chance let's see what happens and especially going into this pretty much make or break season for bob quinn and matt patricia does you know at this point i feel very much like we were with called or not not even so much Caldwell, but martin mayhew and tom lewan where it was okay they're not winning martha's first year as owner we start out one and seven one and eight one and nine and she fires everybody except for the coach right she went through and went you're fired you're fired you're fired do you think that we're in a similar situation now where if the Lions don't start out, you know, 4-2, and 5-3 and three going into the midway point of this season, that heads are going to roll? I think there's a very high chance heads are going to roll. Yeah. Um, it's very interesting how much of it was Martha and how much is uh, her daughter. Yeah. That Sheila. Had, that contri- yep. Sheila, yep. who contributed to um, Patricia yep. and Quinn, like, right. staying and everything. Because yeah. we don't really know if she was, like, advocating for them to leave or yeah. anything she's been a she's been a very so, uh, large voice since Martha took over. Yeah. Where when, when uh, Ford Sr. was taken over, the younger son, Ford Jr., had a more of a role. It's actually kind of segued from Mar- to now Martha and Sheila, yeah. which is now who's taken over. Agreed. But it's, it's like, yeah. I don't know, like, maybe, like, because like, last year everyone was like, oh, they should be fired last year. Right. And Martha's like, no, we should keep her. I don't know if that was more Sheila going, right. oh, we should probably keep them, mm-hmm. or maybe mm-hmm. she was trying to get them out, but Martha didn't want them out. Right. So I think this year is going to be a very big telling point mm-hmm. on if they do start off at 1-5, and five, right. Was it is Sheila just going to fire the camp? Right. I think she probably will. Um, I think they're on. Oh yeah, I, I think they're on. Yeah, they're on thin ice. I think if they start ice. at zero and four, it's pretty much done. Yeah. I think zero and three, they you can make a plausible argument that you can maybe because the middle of the season, the way the schedule shakes out, yeah. they can kind of balance that out. Yeah. They start at zero and four, go into the bye week without a win. I think everybody's gone. Yeah. Everybody's gone. Um, similar question too because I know some people. I I don't listen to local Detroit sports radio anymore because it makes me want to hurt myself. But um, I know some people have come out now and said that you know like. Sheila has come out and said that, you know, she's not going to put a number, right? Not a number of wins, not a number of losses on this season. She want, They just want to see major improvement. For me, what, based off of what they said last year where they expect to be a playoff contender, I think 10 wins is a 9 to 10 depending on how the NFC shakes out. But I'm going to stay here and say 10 wins is probably where this Lions team needs to get to in order for everybody to keep their jobs next season. Are you in the same – are you in lockstep with me or are you – you know, because some fans are like, if they go 7-9, they're going to keep their jobs. I don't think that's the case. I don't think that this regime can go under 500 and still keep yeah. their jobs. That's th- not a big enough improvement for me. Yeah, I, I mean, to me, I don't think 7-9 and nine, they should keep their jobs. Yeah. But I think there's a plausible chance that they will. Okay. Because I think they'll, see, I think they're, they're smart people over there. Mm-hmm. And I think they really bought into the fact that they were a more of a three twelve and one than what they were. Yeah. I look at them more as like a seven win team right. from last year, right. or a six win team. I think right. they were about For the sure. same yep. than his first and second year. Mm-hmm. But everyone goes, oh, but the record's three wins. So if you improve to seven or eight wins, that's a four or five win jump up. Right. Meaning, oh wow, you you substantially improved, mm-hmm. meaning that you should keep your job. But to me, if I want to see that exact same substantial uprise, 
Um, I still look at them at like a six or a seven, so right. I'm looking more. Yeah, like if a nine Stafford nine. stays healthy, they're probably a 500 football team. Seven and yeah. nine, eight and eight. Yeah, type from football last year. Team. Yeah. Right, you know what I mean. So, so with that being said, I need I, you need more wins now. Jump exactly. would be about ten wins. Right, but for most people, it would be like a substantial jump. Like Patricia could honestly argue the fact that we were three wins now we got to seven or eight that's five wins i mean right. we're improving but it's like you're improving but not from, really yeah you're, you're not really improving because you're, 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 to me you're, you're improving, improving from te- from terrible to average, average. that's not to good me, yeah to me i look at you as six wins so if you're like eight wins and improving i'm like that's not no. improving to me no. at all and, and exactly and that i think is the way that they need to approach this they need to look at this team objectively and say and we've we've done this we've done the roster breakdown on paper we have said from the beginning that this need, team needs to be a playoff team where everybody needs to be canned yeah. we we understand that and we just talked about this we had a great conversation before the show and this is a this is a pivotal moment for the Lions franchise not because of ownership but because of what this could potentially mean if this football team goes 9 and 7 is there a chance that these guys are wind, are back probably, probably right i think there's a good chance of that especially if they somehow squeak into the playoffs however there needs to be a true evaluation of are we are we making strides in the right direction we were 9 and 7 3 years ago and that wasn't good enough so to be 9 and 7 and then go and take these steps backward in, in in the logic being, okay, but we're going to take these steps back in order to take five steps forward. Mm-hmm. If we're just get back to the same place we were three years ago, we've done nothing. You yeah. know what I mean? So I think that this season, even if maybe if it is 10 and 6, we've been 10 and 6 before, we've been 11 and 5, but if they go 10 and 6 and look competent and look like a legitimate playoff contending team that like, you know, a good 10 and 6 Philadelphia Eagle team could be, then I think you're I think you're in a different realm. I mean, for you, it, what is your line for for this regime for the, if you're if you're Sheila, your first big decision, they're 10 and 6, they make the playoffs and say they they look competent. Say we have another Dallas situation where they have potential to win the football game. Are you confident in the way that season went and are you good with your your leadership or are you like no, that we we squeaked by. We you know we beat all the bad teams, but we lost all the good teams. Yeah. We because I don't want another Caldwell situation where we're, you know, we have a 750 win percentage against the teams with sub 500 records, but we've got a 250 win percentage against yeah. teams that are above eight wins. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think I think it really comes down to the playoff win atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Yes, because I think yes, um, that at that point you're playing the best team at the best like, yes their best possible time right because. I, I don't even take credit to when, say, we play, like, the Saints in Week 4 or mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. but they come off of the Bucks, Ravens, and Chiefs, and then right. they're playing us, and right. they just have a bad game because they had three great games right. previously. Absolutely. And you're like, oh, we beat the Saints, but right. it's like... We're but, a playoff contender, yeah. But, yeah, but then we go but, and lose next three. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Where, like, if, you, if you're playing the team in the playoffs, I want... Yes. I want them one to make the playoffs. I think if they don't make, if they don't it, make playoffs, everyone should be fired. With, with, the, I, I, with seven seeds now, yeah. I get the NFC's tough. We I've named through. We've, we've like, gone through it about, several times. There's like nine or ten teams that I think are already better than us roster wise. Maybe yes. in the NF in the NFC alone for sure. So it's gonna yep. be very tough to get in there. But I think if you push in there and be competitive in the playoff game, right, like if, a Dallas situation right. where maybe if you lose by a last second field goal or mm-hmm. something, I go. All right. you, you put up a fight against right. the Philadelphia Eagles in a playoff game. Right, I can't really. Yeah, in Philadelphia, h- harsh conditions, right? Or compare it to when they played Seattle in, the, in Bob Quinn's first year, where we didn't even belong in that game. Like yeah. it was a disaster. Exactly. We couldn't stop the run. I think there's the nothing. Is, there's, there's, there's a, a big, big di- difference there. Yes, absolutely. You have to be competent, and if yeah, you just have to be competent in the playoff game because if you get absolutely right. blown out, then you're as well. Right, and, and and that's the thing. And I think there's this leash. You know, I've been a very big proponent of Bob Quinn. I, I like where this. I like this. Rock 
roster. I do. I do think there's holes, but I like this roster, and I think there's potential here. But with that being said, if they start out 0-4, 0-5, this whole plug needs to get pulled immediately. They need to go on the hunt, like, now. Like, immediately, Eric Bieniemy, the co offense coordinator from the Chiefs, is the first guy they need to be calling. I don't know why he's not a head coach yet, but they should be calling him. They should be like, you're the coach. We're going to... No Rooney rule needed. You're, you're the guy, you know what I mean? Um, and figuring that out. But this, I can't stress enough how important these first, the first month and a half of this season is really going to go. Because, yeah. And I'll be honest, and I, and I think I speak for you as well when I say if they're, if they're sub 500 or they're even at 500 this year and nobody's fired, I'm going to be pissed. Because then I just feel like we're, we're, we're in the Detroit Pistons purgatory floating, happy just being able to, B500, mm -hmm. picking 16th every year in the draft, that doesn't work for me. You know what I mean? And that that can't happen. You got a quarterback that's at the tail end of his of his third contract, but could potentially get a fourth. I don't know. He's you know, he's gonna be in his mid-30s, and yet you don't have you don't have any options right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's either if you're gonna suck, let's suck, get the best quarterback prospect we've seen since Andrew Luck and be done with it, or let's actually make a run and like let's not be a laughing stock of the league. Yeah. For once. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's I, do, I do think also if you do somehow start off bad and you tank and you get Trevor Lawrence, I think you get a lot of media attention that comes with getting someone like a Trevor Lawrence. Mm -hmm. Because even picking like you pick number three and you get Jeff Okudo, you're like, yeah, but it's just a corner. Yeah. You get the best. You get like the Andrew Luck right. of quarterbacks mm -hmm. in, of this decade probably. Yeah, right. And everyone's gonna go. So oh, yeah. the Lions. Right. Exactly. And you're gonna just have wait. all that yeah, media just wait. Yeah. Everywhere. Exactly. There's there are so many moves contingent upon this season. It's it's actually quite crazy when you really think about it, especially because you know you got Justin Fields coming out in this draft too. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that could potentially happen that's really can shape. The, you know what? Here's the problem: is that we're going to be 11 and five this year somehow, and yet we're we're going to keep everything the same. We're going to miss out on all these quarterback prospects, and then we're just gonna we're just gonna go right back to being what we are, and it's gonna be frustrating as all hell. But we can hope, we can pray. That's why we're fans in the first place. But very interesting, nonetheless. It's extremely exciting. Um, I'm excited just to see what's going to happen. I'm excited for the season. I'm, you know, I'm hoping that we're actually going to get an NFL season. So more and more people are coming out and saying, well, I don't know if we should play or whatever else like that. But then I see videos of Stafford with Jamal Agnew and those guys forming up, and I'm like, all right, I'm back in. I'm ready to get hurt again, baby. Like, let's go. Yeah. To know, I do think we will have an NFL season. I do, I do too. Right. I think I if too. you're able to have the NBA, NFL, MLB, and everything, yeah. I think you can figure out how to put the NFL season. For together. sure, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Um, let's talk about the NBA here for a second, um, because we're, we're we're right on the on the cusp, right, of the we NBA coming cusp. back. I'm excited. I can't remember the last time I've been this excited for basketball, especially because we enjoyed. So like, it is what it is. You're obviously in a different. You're always excited, but um, we're gonna get you know we're gonna get some regular season action. We're gonna sit figure out the seeds we're going to somehow get the pelicans into that playoff spot somehow we're going to see gonna push our way in there <laughs> we're going to see that happen and we're going to get some quality playoff matchups for sure some new content for us to talk about but um now what we're seeing though is a couple different things coming out of, out of the league uh avery bradley is probably the first somewhat big i wouldn't say he's a huge name but he's a pivotal role player for a good lakers i would team. say he's probably the biggest name so, so far, far right yeah, now, correct, so correct. To say that he's sitting out, he plays basketball for his family. He's not, he's not going to be in the thing. Um, we've also seen guys like I think uh, Dudley, Jared Dudley's come out. He's like, you know, soft tissue injuries, five on five, and Patrick Beverly obviously clapping back, being like, you, it's a you full year sport, be ready, kind of thing. Um, so we're getting some, we're getting some of that action going on. 
for you, obviously the big stars are still going to play, right? The yeah. LeBrons, the Kawhis, the whoever. But at the same time, are you concerned at all with some of these teams? Maybe not the Lakers, but you know some of these middle-tier teams where may, if a guy sits out and he's part of your seven, eight-man rotation for the playoffs, they're out. Are you, a, are you concerned at all that's going to affect the play at all of this series? Or do you think that as long as it's not a core guy, a Giannis, uh, uh, Jason Tatum, it's not going to have a tremendous impact on these series outcomes. I, yeah, I would say if you're starting five from when the season broke, mm-hmm. it's it's going to be a big impact. If right. you're not, if you're just one of the rotational guys, mm-hmm. even like a sixth or seventh man, yeah. I think they could finally, like I think an Avery Bradley really hurts because of, of the perimeter defense. Oh yeah, he, he plays, plays great defense. And he plays great defense yeah. and now maybe LeBron has to go up to the one now and that's right. going to be an awkward spot. To right. for sure. Because then you have a mismatch somewhere else on the court. Yeah, Absolutely. exactly. So I think for someone like them, it's going to be rough. But if, you know, the um, Mavericks are losing their backup center, I'm like, you could just... <laughs> Not, not saying that you can just <laughs> no, plug I, I, get, somebody, I get it. I get but, it. But, like, yeah, you can just... Like, right. you, you, you Someone's add, stretching like, some minutes and we're going small for a bit. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, like, it's, exactly. Not, you're not lo- it's not the end of the world. Yes. If, now, if you lose Porzingis or Luka, you're like, okay, well, that's, right, well, that's now rough. Yeah, right. But now, if, you, if you're just losing your backup center, it's like... Right, yeah, and I, and I definitely think, you know, it's something to talk about for sure. It's something to, to monitor, you know. The the Dudley comments were interesting because he's like, you know, we get a week and a half, two weeks to go basically straight into five-on-five five practices to get ready for this quasi-season before we go into the playoffs. And he's concerned about some, you know, like, you know, some soreness and that kind of – is it Jared Dudley who made the comments? I don't know. Was it him? I, I thought I mean, sure to, it was. I have to go back check, but I was like, Jared Dudley is like the 13th man on the Lakers. No, I know, but I think he's the one who oh. actually made the comment. He was like, well, he's worried about his butt getting sore from sitting on the bench the God, entire time. Yeah, so. that, that, that makes sense. <laughs> but it does bring back up, beg the question, though. You know, guys like LeBron, you know, he's 34, 35. Kawhi's not young anymore by any means. Uh, Paul George is in his 30s. You know, you see some of these guys, it's going to take a minute, you know, to heat yeah. up a little bit and to really get into that season rhythm. Now, guys like Patrick Beverly are like, screw you, dude. Like, I'm ready to go right now. You know, you're just fat and out of shape, whatever. But at the same time, there is, I think, a little bit of credence to that. Are we concerned at all about a possible injury bug kind of affecting some of our more premier talent that's maybe not 26? Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not worried about, like, the premier, premier guys. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think everyone's – I think if you're – like the LeBrons or the whoever, yeah. like Anthony Davis, you've all been working out because you know that you can't risk that. Right, like, for sure. You can't just sit for three yeah, months. Yeah, you can't just sit for three months because you know, at least in the back of your mind, NBA's probably coming back. And if it does, then we'll be ready. If not, well, then I'm in shape. Yeah, I'm in shape and <laughs> yeah, I can right, just do whatever exactly. afterwards. Yeah. But those top tier guys are probably, are, are always been in shape. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really worried about that. And they also get eight, uh, like, playing games right, right, or whatever for sure. anyway. Yeah. So you can kind of like go through the motions there. You're not just jumping. That was my concern is if you just jump into in the, in the playoffs in, uh, right best away. of sevens. Yeah, you're like, whoo. And it's like Lakers versus Pelicans. I'm like, wait, that could be rough. Right. Because LeBron's just going automatically 45 minutes like super right. hardcore. And he's not 27 And anymore. he's not 27. <laughs> but if you get eight warm-up games and yeah. then you get to like So it's really phase in yeah. as, a, as a preseason. I don't, I don't think it's going to be that big of an issue. I do yeah. think you'll see the older guys get hurt, but I think the top premier guys. Yeah, will be and I to... think yeah, I'm you know I'm really excited just to see how this plays out. This is the first time we've ever seen something like this, right? Where yeah. we see this long this long drought really go yeah. right into so a season. Saints, they're playing um, all day long. Yeah, that's that? yeah, that's they're starting crazy. at like 10 a.m. and yeah. they're playing they're all like, day until like 10 p.m. Just because they got to get it in, they're trying to get it in before the well, winter. They're just think, like yeah, let's go. They got, they got 11 teams, or yeah. you have 11 games a day, hypothetically. Mm-hmm. 
and it's going to be basketball each, overload. Each game is probably going to have its individual time slot, mm-hmm. so everyone can watch them. It's not going to be like two at seven o'clock. No, have no, 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 one. no. They're going to maximize their yeah, time exactly. on TV for so sure, so they can maximize the revenue and everything that they get from it. So. Yeah, you're gonna have to run games all the oh time. Oh my gosh, it's, it's gonna, gonna be on repeat. Yeah, all it's gonna time. be crazy, and it's gonna be you know, and I'm excited for it. You know, uh, any any new sports at this point, I would. You know okay, I mean? are you concerned at all? Do we? Yeah. Much no, no, we got time. Okay. Yeah, a little bit. How time. much? How much worried are you gonna be that there's gonna be like because you're getting a massive overload of yeah. sports now mm-hmm. because um, you're getting because think yes. about like on say August first, right? You could have uh, a Stanley Cup playoff game. You could have a baseball regular season game, which. You might not right, watch for sure. You can for sure. But hey, hey, if I'm a Tigers guy though, and they're playing all these young dudes, I want to yeah, see exactly. what this team's gonna look You're like. You're gonna have NBA playoffs, and then if it's Wednesday night, you have like NXT and AEW that you might want to watch too. Yeah. So like, yeah. are you concerned about the? You're gonna have five different games on at once. Yes, and, and I think and I think that what's gonna wind up happening is I think you're gonna see a lull in the wrestling side because of that. Okay. Because I think you know WWE and AEW, you know, especially because AEW's on TNT, and because this is unprecedented. That's why they went to Wednesdays in the first place just because usually basketball is not on Wednesday yes, nights yeah. right you know what I mean yeah. so in this case if they get pushed into it you know and similar things no offense but I can watch a rerun of NXT whenever right but I, I'm gonna know the results of that game that I, I care about you know yeah. what I mean like if if I'm a you know a St. Louis Blues fan I care about what the hell is gonna happen in this in this Stanley Cup playoff yeah. right if I'm a Lakers fan I definitely care what's happening in this yeah. playoff you know for Detroit people specifically, I don't think you're going to see much of an impact. But I think overall, I think that the, I think the NBA is going to dominate the, so. these ratings just because okay. of the star power. Yeah. And it's the second most popular sport. And because baseball, we've talked about, is so uneven. It's either you're in it or I, you're totally I, out I, of I, it. I kind of throw baseball out of it, but they're yeah. just starting up a week. Right, early, right. So they're going to sure. be a week. It's going to be the new stuff. hotness for a minute. You yeah. know what I mean? Because we're going to get new seasons. And I do think you're going to see a more retention because it's teams like the tight 60 games, right? And we're going to talk about that in the second half of the show. But when you get that, and with the Stanley Cup playoffs, I think you're going to have your, your hockey diehards for sure. But the mass of the general U.S. population is going to be locked in on the biggest basketball games of the week. I yeah. really think that. And I okay. think that they're going to really dominate. And I'm hoping that the product, the, the quality of gameplay, is equal to the attention. Because I'll probably watch as many playoff games as I have in years just because outside the finals because... It's new, you know what I mean, and we've talked about the the balance across this league for so for months now, and we're finally going to see the fruits of that labor. We're going to see all the best teams going at it. They're refreshed. They're ready to go mm-hmm. for you know the next two for months. Weeks, yeah. Like strap me up, let's go. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's going to be great. All right, and that's going to be it for part one. After the break, we're talking MLB is coming back. We talk about the sixty games. We're going to talk about the impact of that when regards to your Tigers. We're going to talk AEW versus NXT's Fighter Fest versus Great American Bash, and we're also going to hint. Quickly on the Red Wings and Mr. Kenny Holland, former GM, going to the Hall of Fame. Congrats to him. All that after the break. Stick around. Hey guys, it's the Mouth of Michigan, Rob Medecki. You've been hearing me talk about it for so long, and I'm going to keep saying it. I'm going to scream from the mountaintops. We got brand new merchandise. I don't know if it's still brand new, but I still think it's brand new. It took us a while to get there. Below the collar.com forward slash I'm Always Right PC. Go and grab the official logo shirt of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. You don't want to go to the Below the Collar. I get it. I understand. You want to go to Below the Collar.com anyway, because if you don't want to get our shirt, which how could you not? We have the best logo in the biz. They've also got a whole bunch of other stuff. They're the same people from ProWrestlingTees.com. If you're a wrestling fan, you probably know that site. The same people printing those shirts are the same people printing ours, so we really appreciate your support. Go to there. Go to the store. Every shirt that is bought, just go. all those funds go directly back 
into the show. So we really appreciate it if you go there, tell all your friends, share it out to everybody that you know. Also, make sure to go to I'mAlwaysRightPC.com for all the latest updates, news. Unfortunately, the website hasn't been updated very often because there's not a lot of sports going on. But hopefully, as we get through this pandemic, we're going to get that up the website updated more and more. Make sure to go out, check out the title history of the I'm Always Right 24-7 Championship. That's updated every time there's a title change. Mr. Kyle Budzanowski, the whale man, finally getting the championship off of me. You know, if you, if you missed that, go to episode 80 of our YouTube show. And if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube show, make sure you do that as well. I don't pro, I don't promote a lot of this stuff, guys, during the show, and we do it and we take the moment during the middle of the show here to do this for you guys right now. So if you haven't, please subscribe. We appreciate all the support. Now here's part two of this week's episode. And welcome back to part two of a high-octane, action-packed episode of the I Am Always Right Sports Podcast. I'm pumped. I'm excited. We actually got stuff to talk about finally. Um, so it's been <laughs> it's been it's been dry here on the show the past couple weeks. The fact that we've maintained go week by week, I think, is a testament to me and Mike over here being able to find some topics to talk about. Because sometimes, man, these pre-show meetings we're scraping the barrel pretty hard yeah. on some of this stuff. Yeah, luckily, luckily, Mike is the king of rankings and breakdowns uh, of every nature. Basically, you want to break down a player, his strengths, his weaknesses, a roster, a coach, a person, a girlfriend. He is the guy to go to. So hit Ooh, him up at I... Mike Merkel uh, on Twitter if you want some. If you want to give out some ratings here, he's a pretty tough grader though. I I don't want to grade myself even because I know I'll fail so and i'm and i do the show with him um but let's jump right back in mike to our discussion mlb baseball man it's back we're getting it 60 games it's coming up for you um you know a short and condensed season for some fans for fans a bit like me quite quite honestly it's something that i've wanted for a while i know this is not a permanent thing but yeah. i'm very interested to see maybe not this year because of the covid stuff but do you think that even though we, we're going to have this influx of new sports, right, do you think that baseball could possibly see bigger viewership, more people that are entertained, more people that are, care about the baseball regular season because we're cutting it down 120 games? Like, because now you have a little bit of a sense of urgency, right? Like, not, I mean, can you still go on a five-game losing streak? Yes, you can. But now, before where the Tigers are going a 12-game losing streak, that's a sixth of your season. You know yeah. what I mean? So... Do you think that, you know, for especially Tigers fans who are just looking for, for anything to get excited about, to see a possibly really young team with a lot of really high potential guys go out there and just say, screw it, let's just go and try and win some baseball games, you know, are, are you excited? Are you intrigued about how this is going to play out? Or because of everything else that's going on, it's kind of on the back burner for you? Um, well, it will be on the back burner for me. <laughs> I'm going to preface right. that. But yeah. Um, I am excited uh, about baseball a little bit. Um, I'm always interested because everything else will be in playoffs. Yeah. So it'll be nice to have like regular season right. stuff going on also because right. um, every team is in it. So like the Tigers will be in it mm-hmm. or the right. Cubs will be in it. For Those sure. are the only two rooting interest teams I have in baseball really. <laughs> um, maybe the Yankees will lose. There we go. You never know. Everybody wants the Yankees um, to lose. The Astros. The Astros. Gonna oh, get hit. They're, all gonna, they're all going to get hit with pitches. Because <laughs> yeah, every single one of them. <laughs> That'll be the tune-in TV. How many times did the Astros get... 12 times. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot of Also, no? uh, before I get into this point, yeah. the asterisk I need is I need all the funny players to get mic'd up in oh baseball. Because they did it for the Cubs and right. Chris Bryant was mic'd up yeah. and he was just making Astro strokes the whole time. Oh my gosh. He was just like, that's hey, great. can you bang the trash? So the I problem is count? all the good players, most of them are like, you know, like Dominican or something like that so they don't speak very good English. Yeah. Or so they're, they're just like, like what did they just like, say? Yeah. <laughs> or they're boring. But um, I do think 
the season will be very interesting with only 60 games instead of yeah. 162, uh, cutting out 102 games. That would be awesome because yeah. uh, every game means something more. Right. Um, you're having a national-wide DR. Uh, Na- yeah, designated hitter, designated hitter DH, yeah. Yep. So uh, every team is going to be the exact same in that front. So Which I think is something they're testing out because yeah, I, I think that a lot of people are like, why? It makes yeah. no sense to have one, to not have one. In the yeah, I, I agree. I think, it's, I think it's stupid. Yeah. But um, now they're testing out. Hopefully they keep it because I mm-hmm. think it would be awesome. Absolutely. And if they go to extra innings, uh, they start with a guy on second base which I thought was very weird too. To keep yeah, put him in scoring position. Like, let's wrap this up. Like, yeah, let's then, go. Well, yeah, they don't want to keep you out there for twelve innings. <laughs> yeah. Um, which I totally agree. I'm like, right, yeah, I don't sure. want you out there for twelve innings either. No. Um, Especially so, in a zero zero tie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, yeah, let's, we could just it's wrap a pitching it up for duel. Now. Great. <laughs> but yeah, it'll be really fun to watch. I'll be watching some of them. I do have two TVs and a laptop, so I'll there probably you have something you got a lot on. Of for sure. Yeah. Do you think that for Tigers fans? Um, I know some people are. It's a fifty-fifty split in a lot of regards. Some people are like, let's just put, let's just put people all of, all the guys. Let's put yeah. Mays, Scooble, Manning, Fiedo, Riley Green, the first, the new dude, uh, what Gutenkurst, whatever his name is. I don't even know. All right, from Arizona, all, everybody. Let's just put them all out there and say screw it, right? And let's go. And then there's some people are like. It's not going to be this year. It's maybe 2021, and we're going to basically get a short and condensed season where we're going to be like, it's going to be whatever, and then next year is where we're going to finally start to see some of these high high picks, high-profile guys that everyone's just kind of like licking their chops ready to go. Uh, where are you on that? Are you, because of the shortened season, you're like, maybe this is a perfect time to kind of test the waters a little bit, knowing that if we suck, it doesn't matter because we're expected to yeah. suck anyway. Do you know if they have the uh, minimum game for new players to come into baseball this year? I don't know for sure. I, that's the one thing when I was going through that whole segment, I was trying to figure out if they did or not. Because I, I don't, don't know if I, they I don't do. remember seeing it or not yeah, yet. I, I don't, don't know, know if they've announced it, right. but I think that would play a big part. Okay. Is if, if, like, that impacts, if it counts as a year of, of eligibility year, towards like arbitration. 20, right. Yeah, if you play like 20 or 30 games or something, maybe mm-hmm. they wouldn't. But right. if it doesn't, I don't see... You, why not? Why not? Right. Because you're getting, you're getting to test them against the majors. So hypothetically, you could look at like someone like uh, Peyton Mai or uh, Casey Mize. Casey Mize. Right. Um, and you go, listen, he's not throwing as well against the major leaguers as we thought he would. So maybe, he's not ready. Yeah, he's yeah. not either ready or maybe you could just Yeah, we need, dip, to, we need to figure some stuff off. Figure some stuff off. Yeah. But if there is that period where you can only play 20 games and then it counts, mm-hmm. then maybe you just don't play them. Right. And, and, that, that actually, right. and, that's, and I think that's kind of the balancing. I definitely think that's going to be into it. Honestly... With this this Tigers team is very is weird, right? Because yeah. you have a lot of guys that everyone's talking about, none of which are on the main roster for the most part. Basically. But at the same time, you know, with the way this is breaking down, I mean, they're playing forty games against just the division. They got ten games against the White Sox, ten games against the Twins, ten games against the Royals for sure. At least for that, I know. Is there another team I'm missing? In that Royals Tigers? Oh, and Indians. Yeah. They're playing forty games just with those teams right there. Yeah. So. If they go 500 there, they got a legitimate shot of somehow yeah. actually going into the playoffs, which is crazy. In in any scenario, whether it's young guys, they got the Trot Miguel Cabrera's old butt out there again. They got you know Jordan Zimmerman throwing 85 mile an hour fastballs. Cool. Whatever the case may be, is there any chance with this condensed season that we see the Tigers are even close to 500? I'm not even gonna say playoffs, but 500. I mean, I think you could. I don't think our pitching's good. I think this our all requires on the terrible. pitching. Okay, outside of Matthew Boyd. Yeah, Matt Boyd. Um, I mean, Fulmer will be back, too. And Fulmer will be back. But he was not the same. I, I don't think 
we have the pitching. Like, that's why I look at someone like the Yankees, and you just have pitchers galore yeah, on that team. They're going to have no problem because they're just going to go rotate all the way through. Mm-hmm. And every single game, they're only going to allow two runs with Garrett Cole there and right. all the other guys they got there. So I think yeah. teams like that who right. have great pitchers and great bullpens are just going to be like benefit because if every game can be 1-0, all the way down the line for right. 40 games straight right. during the playoffs. Right, exactly, so, yeah. Um, I don't think they have the offensive firepower either yet. The Tigers don't. I don't think they have the bats ready to go yet. Everyone's really talking about, you know, this pitching that they have, and they have a lot of great, you know, prospects yeah. ready to go. But at the same time, I don't think they're truly ready from, yeah. a, from a lineup perspective. You don't have six young guys already up here. Like, there's not... There wasn't a Castellanos and a J.D. Martinez and guys that you thought were going to supplement uh, the Miguel Cabreras of this world, right? They're all gone. Everyone's gone. So you yeah. have to. we have to wait for that, I think, a little bit uh, for sure. So I think it's going to be interesting to see what they wind up trotting out there. Yeah. You know, I actually, you know, for as much flack as Ron Gardenhire, Ron Gardenhire is getting, I think he's the perfect guy to be overseeing this kind of really, really rough rebuild. He's a guy that's heavy on fundamentals, so I'm cool with that. Yeah. I like their past draft. That's really nice. I think they got guys that are going to be in the, in the show a lot sooner rather than later. You know, it helps being the top pick the past three years, you know, helps to kind of get yeah, that guy. You know what I mean? Um it's going to be extremely interesting. Are you? Are I mean, for you, do you think that baseball is going? Do you think this is going to lead to more changes in baseball if this goes well? Like, you know, a universal DH, maybe a little bit shorter of a season to make this stuff mean a little bit more. Especially if you see maybe a surprise team or two make the playoffs. And maybe I would. Make- I wouldn't be shocked. I actually don't mind the hundred. 100- 60 game season or whatever solely because I think baseball's always been like America's pastime like I don't oh, look, yeah. at, well, I don't look sure. at baseball the same as football where like no. every game means something like right. I think I think baseball's nice that you can have games or series where you can just sit back and go these don't really matter it's yeah. just fun to watch my team play mm-hmm. where like now this season it's like every game right. it's almost like an NFL or basketball game where like you're stressed because like if you lose these next three you might be out of contention yeah. soon so I think it's going to be for diehard for me I'm still going to enjoy it because I'm right. not for sure you're not I'm not super Super invested. Invested. Like like when we watch Lions games, we've watched so many together now where yeah. I am stressed literally yeah. from kickoff to the end of the... Usually yeah. because Lions always take it up to the last second anyway, but like yeah. I am stressed the entire yeah. time. If I was... Yeah, so I'm not as stressed, but I don't think it would change like the game-wise. Mm-hmm. I do think the minor, like the... Uh, designated hitters and all right. that might start to change right so, for sure I, I'm hoping it does it I do makes too. no sense like if if you're a pitcher you have zero reason to ever sign in the National League like ever like yeah. none I'm yeah. like oh I have to go bat now no <laughs> you know what I mean like legitimately like no I'm just gonna go stand up there throw three strikes and be done with it exactly. um Agreed. yeah it's, it's gonna be interesting for sure I'm excited I'm really excited to see what this Tigers team is gonna be which way they decide to go with it I'm sure they'll take the side of caution because that's what every team does but it'd be interesting just to see them go last 10 15 games the reason is they screw it let's go you know what i mean well, that's what those, i mean throw if, all those dudes out there and let's, have, like, let's see what game, we have if you have a 10 or 15 or 20 game window i think those last 20 games right you throw mize in there you throw i'll throw them all. all in there and just have them go through a rotation let's go let's I think see what happens fun. right i think it could be it could be really really fun for i think sure. you should start with that because you could spike the tigers ratings early oh yeah for sure everyone's Absolutely. like oh mize's point okay yeah I, oh i will definitely tune in if one of those guys is starting like oh okay we're gonna have our debut guy come out Chop, chop, chip. Exactly. Let's go for sure. Yeah. Um, let's talk now. Let's shift our focus here. Uh, let's let's talk real quick about the wings. Then we'll talk AEW uh, NXT. Uh, let's just give a quick shout out here to Mr. Kenny Holland. He's going to the yeah. Hall of Fame. Um, just real quick, I wanted to hit on this because he was our GM for so long. You know, we got three Stanley Cups with him. Um, you know, your thoughts on his legacy with the Red Wings? We talked about this when he left a couple years ago, but now he's going to the Hall of Fame. You know, it's a big moment. Yeah. Um, 
you know, a lot of you know, a lot of fans maybe that are a little bit younger than us don't really remember the good times. All he remembers is this dismantling yeah. of a franchise that we're now left to deal with. But at the same time, you know, the streak, he's credited with part of that. You know what I mean? Drafting the guys he drafted, signing the guys he was able to, being making Detroit a, 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 a uh, not a country, uh, yeah, like a city that's not a destination for any sports team ever. Yeah. Is it was a destination in the NHL and is a is a true powerhouse cornerstone franchise of the NHL, regardless of the record for the next thirty years. You know, he has something to do with that. Give me your thoughts, just real quick, on his legacy here in Detroit. Oh, it's great. I mean. You already mentioned like, everything right. I was going to say. He, he's <laughs> Sorry. Got, he's got the three <laughs> yeah. Stanley Cup wins. Um, he drafted a whole bunch of great players. Um, made this team very good for a very long time. Yeah. I think it would have been nice if he would have let the reins go a little earlier. Yeah, uh, so we didn't have to... Yeah. Now we're not sitting in this spot at this moment. Eisenman's <laughs> uh, like, thanks a lot there, guy. Yeah, but I think... I think in those situations, though, you can kind of take the good with the bad. Like, I yeah. think if you look at NFL and you see, like, a Belichick and he starts taking a downward right. spiral with the team, you go, but you had all but those like great this moments. run of, yeah, 30 yeah. years. Yeah, you can have that great yeah. run. So it's like, we'll forgive you for that late, maybe, right. mishap that you might have mm-hmm. if he has one or whatever. Yeah. But, like, I think we can forgive for a few bad right. years that for you sure. may have had with getting three Stanley Cups and a whole bunch of great all-star legendary Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? You look at this team. Marion Hosa, too, former Red Wing for about a season. He was really good for for us up until the Stanley Cup playoffs, or we'll, we'll talk about that another time. But, um, you know, it's definitely one of those things to where, you know, for as much flack as he got in the later years of his tenure, um, at the same time, he is responsible, you know, for several of those championships. You know, he's responsible for, for some of these guys that you know and love, right? Whether, whether it's, you know, Zetterberg or whether it's, you know, Dylan Larkin, whoever it was for yeah. you, for your guy, you know. He was a part of this, and he's been a part of this franchise for a really long time. So I, he's still doing stuff. I think he's in Toronto now, isn't he? I think he's in the main. Is yeah, that Toronto? So. Toronto? Toronto? Or yeah, I think it's Toronto. Yeah, yeah Toronto. Toronto. I think it's. Sense. I think it's the main place. Anyway, regardless, he's still in the league. He's still doing his thing. Um, but you know, it's it's a tremendous, tremendous um, honor and achievement. So congratulations to Kenny Holland. We had to obviously mention that. But all right. Uh, shifting off the uh, hockey for a second here, let's go right into Wednesday Night Wars once again. Uh, I didn't really anticipate talking about AEW or NXT this week just because, you know, we talked about the big triple threat match that was going to happen this week. But now that we're getting Fighter Fest versus now all of a sudden the Great American Bash in this in this two-week special event thing that they both have going on against each other. Um, first off, real quick, your thoughts on WWE just going, hey, Great American Bash. Label it. Let's yeah. go. Like um, that screams of like we weren't prepared, but let's be. We have this entity. They're doing something. Let's do something too. That's a hundred percent what it is. It's just like <laughs> it's like it's like they almost like mistimed it. It's like they planned that the world the title yeah. the title on like the wrong week. Right, and, and they're, they're like, like oh, they're like crap. Wait, yeah. that's that next week. Yeah. Okay, wait. Let's. Great American Double up. Yeah. Great American Okay, we'll throw the bash in there. It's Fourth of July, right? Great American totally works. It totally yeah. works. It's red, yeah. white, and blue. Everything works. Yeah. yeah, I think that's like totally like what happened, like low key. So right. I think it's um, funny. Yeah, obviously, you know, let's talk. I want to real talk. Let's just hit real quick because I was so excited for this triple threat match for NXT. Okay. Um Keith Lee retains North American title. If you haven't seen it, sorry, spoiler alert. By the time you hear this episode though, it'll be like four days old, so whatever. Um but uh, you know, the big thing for me is I thought that match was I, I was so excited for it because of the potential what it had. It got less than fifteen minutes, super anticlimactic finish. Um, NXT actually won in the ratings this week by quite a bit. AEW did its worst numbers ever. Yeah. Like in the show, I mean, ever is like such a relative term. We can make it sound yeah, yeah exactly for like shows you know what I mean it's not it's not that many shows. Regardless though, um, but I just kind of felt like 
with all the other allegations, we're not going to get into that. We don't do that on this show. But do you think that the wrestling community a little bit took a hit? And I think that are we seeing a little bit of like this Fighter Fest, Great American thing is kind of a react. I know Fighter Fest has kind of been on the books, but like these kind of ramped up heavy TV shows, kind of r- trying to rival a pay per view, is kind of a reaction to kind of some of the negative press that that both the wrestling industry as a whole has kind of been getting. Um, I think so. I think it's partially that, but I think it's also partially. I think they're looking at major sports, yeah. maybe, and going. Yeah. So the NBA is going to be starting up, and we already talked about this. I guess the entire show is right. basically this: NBA is starting up, NHL starting up their playoffs late July, mm-hmm. and baseball starting their regular season. And so now I think they're trying to rev up all these storylines and right. getting everything yeah. really. We gotta get we gotta get because, some good stuff going if you ahead have, of time. Because like we mentioned, if Lakers Clippers are playing on a Wednesday night, sorry wrestling. Yeah, I'm watching. Kinda, like, I'm even gonna, gonna watch yeah, it. You're I gonna have a team. At that yeah, point. you're getting yeah. pushed to the side for this game or whatever. Right. So they don't want to lose those ratings as well. Yeah. So they're really trying to be like, hey, we're gonna build these people up. So it's like yeah. this this match is gonna right. be bigger than whatever game you're mm-hmm. gonna watch. For I sure. think it's partially that. It's also partially right allegation. Yeah, I you know it's tough because you're looking. At this, and there's a lot of potential, right? Do you have the you have Fighter Fest up yeah, right now? Yeah. Okay, Fighter Fest, right? Great American Bash has like nothing announced. Not nothing really. So. We're not going to touch that yet. We'll we'll talk about it. The first week, I know there's a Fatal Four Way next week for the NXT number one contender for the women's match. We'll, we're going to pre. We'll do that next week. We'll talk about American yeah, Bash works. because night one ain't nothing happening anyway. Yeah. Night two though, title for title. There's got some implications there. But let's talk Fighter Fest specifically because we've got the whole card kind of announced. They're really heavy-handing night one, which I think is why WWE is not doing that. And I'm kind of concerned, and I don't necessarily agree with this. Um, let's just go down night one's card here real fast, and then yeah. I want to ask you something about it. Yeah, so we got Private Party with Matt Hardy versus Santana Ortiz. It'll be fine. Jurassic Express versus MJL from Wardlow. You got Haruka Shida versus Penelope Ford for the women's title. Yep. Cody and Jake Hager for the TNT title. Mm-hmm. And then um, Kenny and Adam versus Best Friends for the tag titles. Right. So you put three of your four titles on the first night. That, Hypothetically, right. unless the TNT title gets another defense the week after. Right, and they haven't, annou- they haven't announced that yet. But, yeah, but it, it's, let's just... Yeah, right. So... Um, I don't necessarily agree with the the loading of the championships. I thought they should have put the women's title on night two if they were going to do one. Yeah. Um, because it makes it feel like it's kind of just there. Obviously, I don't anticipate a title change, but point being is you're trying to make it seem like there's a possibility. Um, but more importantly, what, I, what I'm what i a little confused by is because now Moxie hasn't been on TV, he had the, the brief interruption with the COVID thing. You know, Renee Young's got yeah. COVID-19 or whatever. But assuming that match goes on his schedule... You're really making that a real. I mean, night two. I get it. You got the 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 eight the eight man tag, which I guess great. But like, that's the world title, and that's it. And yeah. I feel like you're putting. I'm sorry, and I'm not even a big fan of Keith Lee, but with the potential between title versus title in the main event, Cole versus Keith Lee, or am I going to watch Moxley and Cage? I'm gonna go with NXT. Are you are you shocked at all that they haven't tried to balance this card out just a little bit in order to kind of tip the scales back into their favor? Because I think night one they're gonna dominate. July, you guys won't even watch NXT next week because there is gonna be no point because nothing's yeah. happening except for build for uh, July eighth. So are you cons- are you, are you, is this kind of a concerted effort to go? We're gonna win win week. I, we're gonna lose one week. If I was to book this honestly, because <clears throat> my only thing is I think the only title change is the tag titles. And I hope it does, weekend. quite frankly. And yeah, I do too. Yeah, for sure. I think, for sure. I think you would. I think when <coughs> you're me. looking on the July eighth shows, yeah. I think you're looking at the main event show mm-hmm. and seeing 
the world title for title versus the world title, and you're like, okay, obviously you're watching NXT, but I think that you could have long term booking it got the story of if you got the t- title change on the July 8th beginning, people would go, okay, yep. that title change hands. Yes, yeah. what is happening? What's going to happen? I got to flip the channel because I don't know what's going on over here. Yeah, so maybe you could have got more channel flips mm-hmm. that way, yeah. but I think maybe they're just trying to solidify winning this week. Right. So you're like, we're going to end it with the tag match and right. we're just going to have a great I, match show. And Honestly, too, I liked the segment that they did this past Wednesday with Hager and Cody. Oh, I liked the it. press conference thing. Thought it was super old yeah. school. I loved it. But here's my problem now, though, with the way that they stacked this card is because... We, we talked about this last week, that the, the tag title should be the main event. Absolutely, right? But when you make Cody and Hager feel like a big fight feel, and now you've also got the women's match as well, I feel like, once again, you are, you're diminishing this women's match. I'm not coming out here and saying this women's match needs to be paid attention to. It. That's not what I'm saying. But it is a title match. You only have four championships. So it needs to feel important. So with that being said, I feel like you're, you're not going to give Hager and Cody the proper respect either now because now you've also it's not going to be main event and you want that threat of a title change you know what i mean like i i wholly expect the tag titles to change i want them to quite frankly because they have so many tag teams in AEW right now they have no single stars and yeah. i think they are hurting for singles guys right now which i think is why i wish they would have balanced this out just a little bit better as far as ca- card wise because i don't think cage versus moxley is necessarily like oh Buckle and buckle my seatbelt and let's go. Like I am fully invested. It's going to be a twelve-minute match and Moxley wins with the DDT. Yeah. I think the problem is out of the four title matches, you yeah. don't have because that would be cool with even yeah any of the three going on the other show and opening yes. and closing. Yes, so I would absolutely a title match opening and uh-huh. closing bookend it with strong matches. But I don't think. Um, and it's going to suck to say, but I don't think the women's one is strong enough. No, it's not. It's not. And that's the problem. Yeah, and I, even the I, world sure. title, For I don't sure. think is strong enough either. No. But I don't think the women's one is like strong enough where if you open the show with the women's one, I'd probably... I wouldn't maybe switch over. But, but I, I will go, I will go check. But I will go yeah, check I will and go see... see uh, no, okay, I guess and then, like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, I'm like, what's, what like, are they doing? Bronson Reed versus Cameron Grimes. All right, I guess the other one is a title on the line. Let me go back. Yeah, <laughs> but I think I think that's the problem that you're going to run yeah. into there. I think they knew they were losing the world title main event on July 8th. Yeah. I think it was the early one, and July 1st they won one, mm-hmm. so they really just went mm-hmm. July 1st. Right, just for sure. There. For sure. We're going to get, like, a million rating on it because yeah. all the good matches are on this one. And- real quick, let's just... I just want to hit real quick uh, on this, uh, on NXT real fast. We're going to preview the, the actual match itself and break that down. I want to get a little more in detail with that. Um, but just real quick on, on the build and as far as what the possible outcome is. We talked about last week how we're like, all right, no matter who wins, it's probably going to go to cross anyway, right? Um, are you concerned, though, that WWE is going to is going to waste an opportunity here to really solidify. I'm going to assume it's Adam Cole just because if it goes to Keith Lee, I'm going to lose my freaking mind. No offense to Keith Lee. Great athlete. Just think he's boring as all sin. But besides that, like I just, I think that with this match, you're counting it as all right. You know, Cole's like, I'm bored. I'm going to go for the NXT North American. And now you have the, the middle card guy going for the title. Big match. First time it's ever happened. If you ruin this match by having interference somewhere, I feel like you're going to really hurt a lot of people to go, dude, you could have had a moment here, and instead we're just going to get, all right, Cross versus Cole at the next takeover. Or, you know what I mean? Like, are you concerned at all that this match is just going to be, like, all this build and not, like, because I'm pumped. I'm yeah. super excited for it, but I'm, I'm also, like, not really ready to, like, jump full in and be, like, enthralled with it because if they give it 10 minutes, I'm going to lose my mind. Well, yeah, I think to that, I think... It won't kill, like kill NXT for me. No, it's not gonna but, kill. But, but no, but yeah. for me though, I'm like 
do I really want to... Because, like, like, if you're going to play in this bigger-than-life match... Right, like, this is a, a big for deal. Title, right. And it's, like, a DQ finish or just a not-a-good match, I go, if that's the best... Technically, the two, right, the two best guys on your roster, your two champions, and, and they can't give me a four-star match, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah, where I can just go to AEW and go, you get Kenny Omega and Adam Page versus Lucha Bros, and they're giving you five-star classics right. on right. AEW exactly. TV, and they're just the tag team. Right. They're not even like the world, the world title champ. match. Right. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. well, right. exactly. I, I'm, I'm going to tune more into AEW. I think this could solidify people finally changing over to NXT, like, yeah. officially, and be like, wow, that was so good. Right, like, NXT yeah. is going to be my Maybe show there's a little to. more depth on AEW right now, but the top top so is, good. Still, is still, is still, if a match I mean? is bad, then you go, if that's the best you can give between the two titles, and that and that's the match you give me, mm-hmm. I'm going to definitely watch AEW. Right, right and now. especially at the singles. I think, looking at AEW right now, too, just real fast, you look at these tag team division AEW has. Sure it is. It, it's it, honestly though, it's a problem because it's like you don't have any single star. Like, look at this tag team. You got FTR, which you know some people are big fans, some are not. They are sure. what they are, right? You got Lucha Bros. You got Young Bucks. You got Private Party, Best Friends. Um, you got uh, the, the tag champs, obviously Kenny in there. You got uh, I guess you did have Jimmy Havoc and Once Is Nuts, but it's gone. You've got Sunny Kiss and Joey Janela. You've got the Dark Order. You've got like you've got. So, uh, the natural, the nightmares or whatever, disasters, old guys, whatever. You know, point being is that you have a lot of freaking tag teams out here right now. SCU, they're the first tag team. I didn't mention them. And then you've got like four singles guys right now. You know what I mean? Um, are you concerned at any point that that's going to come back to haunt AEW? Do you think that that's like the number one area of need that they really need to start to like? Is not maybe the middle, but the top tier talent, like main event level guys, because. Brody Lee's not main event level, in my opinion. Yeah, I think what they're going to do is when they split up Kenny and Adam mm-hmm. after... I'm assuming... It's got to blow if up now. Best, if, best, if best friends don't win, I'm going to be so confused. Yeah, because it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm like, what are you doing with them? Right, for sure. Because I think when they lose, they're going to split them up, either be one to heal one or just like split I think them Kenny, up in I general. I think Kenny's going to turn. Someone, someone's going to turn probably yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then with MJF on the rise, because I think, I think he's... Yes, just, he's, he's waiting. He's just sitting there waiting. He's percolating. That's exactly what he's doing. He's just like... Waiting for my spot. Yeah. We're just waiting for them to give it to him. Yeah, all out. He'll probably win the world title or whatever yeah. against yeah. Moxley or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you're gonna have him run against Kenny, Adam, Cody. Cody. Right. You know, right. go exactly. down the list of exactly. oh, Brian Cage, Orange Cassidy. Right. You can just go down the list and go. Here are the guys that are gonna be challenging him yeah. for this title. Right. And, and, I, and like I said, like it's be, you know, I, I look at them and I look at like the Lucha Brothers too. I think they need to split up. They can still be a group, the little Death Triangle thing yeah. with Neville, but they're both accomplished singles guys. Break them up. We need yeah. those guys. We need Hager. We need Archer. We need, you know, all these guys to really fulfill this. Yeah. And we need to stop bringing in guys like Ricky Starks to challenge the TNT title. And we need to have some of these other guys be in that match because yeah. then it elevates them to the main event level. So just something to take a look at for sure. I'm extremely excited for Fighter Fest, especially night one. Lots of titles on the line. Yeah. Always night gets two, me, always gets me excited. I'll... I'll I'll be back and forth until the main event, and then I'll be locked in to make sure, you know, Keith Lee, the most boring person ever, doesn't win the world title. So. Until he does. Dude, I'll be, I'll, I'm going to text you and be like, I'm so bummed. Like, I, I, texted you, I texted you yesterday. I just went, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even watch it, so. Yeah, it's it's not. It's it's okay. But, all right, that's going to be it for this week's episode, guys. Next week, we're going to we're gonna go heavy into detail, tail the tape, so to speak, for that big NXT title match, as well as maybe a review of night one of Fighter Fest. Um, we're obviously going to also be talking about possibly, you know, any other big news coming out for the other three sports leagues. You know, maybe the NFL topics. We get some of that stuff going on as well. All that great stuff coming at you for you next week. As always, for the Missing Whale Man, he's the Merc Zone. I'm the Mouth of Michigan, and we will see you guys, as always, next time.